0: welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah and I'm Charlie and we're two 20-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode we are reading chapters 18 and 19 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So grab a bucket of alcohol and listen along on this drunken reminiscent journey. Hi, this is a very hungover, proof-listening Charlie, so sorry about the audio quality, I'm on my phone. Um, I just wanted to say that if anyone would like to play a drinking game with this episode, then here are the rules. Basically, what you need to do is take a big, long drink, whenever I say the phrase, 100%. Um, it it has dawned on me that this is something that I say quite a lot through proof-listening to the podcast. However, it's really hit home this episode just how many times I say it, it infuriated me listening back to this episode. So I do apologise. I hope you can make it bearable by turning it into a drinking game. Um, The one other rule is that there is at least one moment in this episode where Hannah also says 100%. So if you drink when Hannah says 100% and then realise that it wasn't me and that it was actually Hannah's voice, you have to finish your drink. You've got to down it. So those are the rules. Happy playing and enjoy the episode. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we're together again. Yay. <laughs> this is our first session recording together in like four, four or five and a, Four and a half months. Yeah. And we had, I think, the session where we were recording together between the lockdowns. There was no November lockdown as well. So we yeah. were probably only, I think, we only recorded together once. Yeah. It's been a really long time. It's really weird. This is just so much better. It goes without saying, but it is so much better than recording separately. Yeah, yeah. And I have missed this so much. So much. Like, yeah, it's... Recording separately, you know, works. We have the technology to do it, but this is so much better. So for your guys' information, the... UK lockdown restrictions are currently in easing. They are easing very slowly, looking at the science, actually easing somewhat sensibly for once. We've been allowed to meet up outside, like for walks for the last month or so. And this week, the rules ease to allow non-essential businesses to open up again and what that means for us is this podcast is a business but it does not count as an essential business you mean us getting drunk and talking about harry potter isn't essential i know right so we th- for us that means we can record in person again whilst taking necessary precautions so yeah. i have changed our setup so we are recording a lot further apart which is really weird it's really weird <laughs> like the other side like, of quite a big table i'm like yeah Hello? <laughs> like it is nice because we're actually sat like directly facing each other and on proper chairs yeah um, uh, but also, I hate being this far away from I you. It's know, weird. Well, um, what but, if we just want to have a snog and we I can't? D- well, we haven't been able to anyway. Covid. True, um, true. So yeah, we are taking necessary precautions. If anything changes in London, if any of us feel ill, we would not yeah. record in person. And also, you were tested the other day. I was tested this week, yes, and I am negative. Um, so that's exciting. So yeah, we're back recording in person and hopefully, hopefully... There will not be a reason we have to go back to remote recording again. So that is very exciting. And the other piece of exciting news, Charlie, do you want to say this piece? We hit half a million listens yesterday like, <laughs> literally yesterday and we were really gutted uh we were like slow down stop listening oh my god we were like we really wanted to hit it today so we will be together when we hit it um which is like really silly and it doesn't matter because obviously we're celebrating today anyway yeah. um but it's kind of crazy that like the time we worked out that it was literally yesterday yeah and now we're recording together again so we get to like celebrate that as well as like you know the milestone and i really need to sneeze <laughs> It's gone. I think it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's because I announced it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such good timing, and also just like, I mean, what a milestone to hit! It's like, quite it's a few bad. listens. It's quite a few, half a million. That's that is a few. So thank you all so much for listening. Why? Why? Why are you listening? Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Like, listen to anything else? Yeah. So. Yeah, thank you all so much. And thank you to every guest we've ever had and every patron and just anyone that's ever listened, left a review, liked us, followed us on social media, like anything, (laughs) like thank you. Yeah, Um, it all helps so much. We sometimes get messages like, oh, I can't afford to join you on Patreon. And that's like, absolutely fine. Because like, every listen, every like on Instagram, every review makes such a big difference. So it does thank you so much and it's also so weird because I genuinely when we started this I was like oh this will be a fun thing we'll quit after one book yeah 100% that's why I thought I didn't even think we would do a first book I thought we would record like one episode yeah and never bothered to put it out. Or like maybe we'd get to like three or four and yeah. then just like fizzle. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Only because we keep each other accountable. <laughs> we do. I would ne- not work this hard if I wasn't like Charlie needs to pre to the episode by this time on a Sunday. So I need to get it to her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank That's you. Just, also, it's just such good timing. Should we do shout outs and reviews? Yeah. Yes. So first of all, let's do shout outs. So we have some new patrons to welcome to the Patreon family. They have got access to all the things we've been doing. We've been vlogging today. Again, we're a bit addicted to the vlogging. So if you guys want to see that, it will be up on Patreon. But so a dinosaur size thank you to Diana, A beanie back, beanie bear? Beanie bear, is that what they're called? Be- beanie bears? Beanie bear. Beanie bear. A beanie bear size thank you to Bernie, who is upgraded. A Quentin Blake size thank you to Quinn. A snake-sized thank you to Stupid Sexy Spencer Flanders, which when I got the email of this, I laughed out loud. Oh, this very funny. <laughs> A colossal thank you to Kidi. An elephant-sized thank you to Itu. If that's not the correct pronunciation, please do let me know. <laughs> An anaconda-sized thank you to Anna Katrina Lorenzo. An armadillo-sized thank you to Amelia. Thank you all so much. Okay, the first thing we have to say with... <laughs> So I think you guys will remember like a few episodes, we read out a review and the name of the person that left the review was just titsuck. titsuck. It was just tagged as titsuck, how it came up for us. So we got messaged by a lovely girl called Jessica who said that that was her review and she has no No idea idea why it appeared as titsuck. Um, So yeah, correction that that lovely review was left by someone called Jessica, not someone called titsuck. (laughs) <laughs> Tit I just really wanna know why it appeared as Titsuck! I don't know what she did to make it appear as Titsuck on her head. Oh my so god! god. <laughs> oh when uh, that message came through I laughed. Oh, brilliant. Oh. Um we have another of you to shout out as well. This is from KMIKMI2, who says that our socio-political commentary is on point. Thanks. They say, by far their favourite podcast, not only is it about the world of Harry Potter, but it is also brilliant in that it sprinkles incredible intersectional feminist insight throughout each episode in very witty but meaningful ways. So that's a lovely review. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. That's really lovely. <laughs> Should we get on to the alcohol we're drinking? Yeah, what aren't we drinking? <laughs> what aren't we drinking? So I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, if you are on the TikToks. You might have seen this trend going around where mostly like teenagers um fill up one of those like underbed storage things yeah. with like mixes of supermarket alcohols and ice and berries. And I just really love these videos. They make me laugh. So I was like, let's do this on a smaller scale. So we went to Sainsbury's. You say on a smaller scale. <laughs> it's on quite a significant We scale. didn't do it an underbed storage box no but it's a sizable storage box yep <laughs> uh so yeah we put in entire like small bottle of vodka not like a mini but like a small, a small bottle of vodka um a bottle of smirnoff ice a bottom off bottle of like knockoff Madu, malibu a bottle of wkd dark fruits a big bottle of Cherryade. Yep. Um, a bottle of tonic. Yep. That was it. Yeah. And then ice frozen fruit and then like a uh, sweetie uh, mushroom things. Yeah. Um, um, It's really good. We've been drinking this for several hours. And before that, we were also in the park with tinnies. Yeah. And we still have like half of the bucket to go. <laughs> and we're going to have to, I think we need to drink as much of the bucket as possible this episode. I think that is the goal of this episode. We're going to die. Yeah. I have started by um putting... What I want from the bucket... Oh, there's no ice left in it already. Yeah. In a, a litre water bottle to try to help move it along. <laughs> I'm supposed to go on a date tomorrow. That's not going to happen. No. Drink no. the bucket. The problem with the bucket is it does... I, just... I need to re-bucket myself. I hope that... I'm going to turn that sound up in the mix. <laughs> um, the problem with the bucket is something about the combination we did. I cannot taste any alcohol in no, anything we're drinking. It is so lethal. It's and we, we know refreshing. it must be strong. We know it must be sweet Yeah, strong. and I also thought that this was going to be nightmarishly sweet, and mm. I have such a sweet tooth. It's not too bad. Yeah, the it's getting more sweet the more I drink mm. it, but it's really it's not, not that offensive. bad. It's yeah. offensive, like... I thought some after, of the video- like, one, I'd be like... Well, some of the videos put, like, just all sugary stuff in, and I was yeah. like, no, I'd die. Yeah, like, Hannah's not great with sugar, so we purposely <laughs> pick, like, sugar-free... Aside from the sweets, obviously. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously, fruit is, like, natural sugars, but, yeah. like, yeah, we try to make it sweet without being like fizzy, fizzy sugary. sugary stuff because i uh, have bad tummies <laughs> with sugar and fizzy things so yeah it's actually really nice uh, there will be a tiktok of us making it uh with a great moment where the tonic bottle explodes over me and it will yes. also be in this vlog of today over on our patreon if you want to see that Yeah. Shall we get discussing Harry Potter? Oh my God. Who? What? Where? Yes. Do you mean we're going to do an intro that's under 20 minutes? (laughs) Maybe. Chapter 18, Dumbledore's Army. Yeah. So it's the next day and the trio are discussing that Umbridge has been reading Harry's mail in charms. And this is the bit that annoyed me where they're thinking inside their head, they're like, charms is a great lesson to discuss things because it's so noisy. We don't get overheard. I'm like, and that logic applies to the pub. Yep. Mm-hmm. All logic went out the window. Yeah. So they're silencing ravens and frogs. And we've already talked about this, but just Hogwarts goes through so many live animals. Yeah. In their lessons. Like, is there a storage room for the live animals? Yeah. Where do they source them from? Is this part of Hagrid's job that he just has to round up? <laughs> round up frogs and ravens. Yeah. I imagine Hagrid just like chasing mice, chasing frogs around. Yeah. Would Accio work on like living things? Could you not just be like, Accio, fuckload of frogs? It definitely does work because at one point maybe. Maybe even in this lesson or another lesson, the frog tries to jump away and Harry Axios it back. So like you could literally just stand in the Hogwarts ground and be like Akio frog. Frogs. Accio, more frogs. Imagine if they're like, you just did like frogs plural and just thousands every of frogs frog came to every in every vicinity. Yeah. yeah. And then you just die just by Death by Frogs. Frog impact. They discuss Umbridge reading Harry's Mail. And then it's break time, and because it's raining. They all have to cram into a classroom at break. And I'm like, did the Great Hall just disappear? Like, can you not go there in break time? Why? Harry's like, oh, the classroom was so crowded. I'm like... You've got a great hall. It's very great and large. <laughs> it's a very good hall. It's a very good hall. Although I do remember break times where it was so rainy that you couldn't go outside and it was just like where you would cram I in. I miss like primary school ones where they would like stick on like old Disney VHSs. Oh my God, yeah. yeah, because in primary school, unless it was torrential, you were outdoors. Like yeah. it was a thing. You get outside. Yeah. Bit of and rain like- doesn't matter. I, to this day, like, I've not seen a lot of, like, the animated Disney films. Um, like, I I don't know. I just, like, never really watched them. Like, I have my favourites. But, like, a lot of them, like, Snow White and Fantasia. Oh, I've and, never seen Fantasia. like, all of that shit. Like, I've only ever seen, like, when I was, like, a child in school. In school, in, like, rain. yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just, like, and they used to have, like, colouring in sheets. And they used to, like, photocopy them. And you would do colouring in and watch Disney VHSs. And I'm like, that's... All I want to do on, like, a rainy day as an adult is just do colouring in and watch Disney VHSs. Somehow, as much as I love Disney+, and, like, Disney+, Plus is such a weird novelty because it's, like, remember when you could only buy the Disney DVDs? Like, they would come out of the vault, like, every five years. And they would cost £20 yeah. for a DVD. And now it's just all streamable, and it's, like, what the fuck? And, like, that's amazing, and I love it, but also, like, just can't beat the, like vhs and this yeah. is such a hipster thing of me to say and i'm very aware that i i bully neil for buying vinyl and i know that vhs is a shit but i'm just saying that there's a nostalgia there to winding it winding it back when you're done got to yeah to wind it back yeah anyway they all come into a classroom not watching disney movies with peas upending bottles if you of- don't know that Thieves is upending bottles of ink over their heads Um, and they find out that Quidditch is back on that McGonagall went over Umbridge's head to Dumbledore to get Quidditch reinstated. Hermione is suddenly unsure about the Defence Against the Dark Arts group because of their chat with Sirius. Um, Yeah, but she really brilliantly, just out of nowhere, just like (laughs) wonders out loud. She's like... Are we doing, doing the, the right, right thing? thing, and then Ron goes, "Oh well, that clears that up. Then it would have been really annoying if you hadn't explained yourself properly." I like, just to love it. Moments where Ron is just incredible. Where the films were like, "Let's just not put yeah, that I'm in." Like, that's- funny you could have made us laugh with that like that's so good it is also like Hermione is in such deep thought she thinks she's carrying on a conversation which has only been happening inside her own head like I love it very very relatable yeah but she thinks that Sirius is living through them which like I see where she's coming from and I do agree with but also I understand why like Harry's not going to agree with you he's going to snap at you about this opinion I do love that she literally changed her mind because Sirius agreed and like we discussed this before but like it's totally be valid like Sirius's argument made no sense no none so they head down to quidditch practice and it is torrentially raining and afterwards harry has some scar pain in the changing rooms and during that pain he feels that voldemort is angry and has like a vague sense of why he's like something didn't get done that was meant to be done or something like that and ron is like whoa you're reading his mind Harry's like no i'm not I'm just getting flashes of things. And he realises. And this was the thing that even in the edit and everything like listening, you know, that bit a few episodes ago where we were like, what's that bit about Harry's stomach flipping in Umbridge's office? Like, what's that related to? Mm. It's here. It's Voldemort was feeling happiness and Harry didn't recognise it as happiness because Uh. he was so afraid at the time. And I was like, I just completely forgotten that was a thing and like thought that was a weird plot hole in the book. Yeah. Yeah. i like finding these i'm like oh yeah cool so that night dobby wakes harry and he's wearing all of hermione's knitted hats oh. with hedwig sat on top and i fucking love this image and i'm very upset that it wasn't in the films Animate um, it, do it <laughs> yeah absolutely incredible so harry asks dobby where they can practice defense against the dark arts because he's like maybe he knows somewhere Yes. He's wearing all of Hermione's knitted things because the other house elves are refusing to clean the entire Gryffindor area because they're offended by what Hermione is doing. So Dobby's now having to clean the entire thing. Yep. And well, Harry then just doesn't tell Hermione this, and it's like I get that he wants to like spare her feelings, yeah. but it's like why what do you Dobby's not... feelings? Yeah. Why do you not consider Dobby's feelings as like? Equal to yeah. that, and the fact he's having to clean an entire common room by himself now. Yeah, and you got to know that the Gryffindors are definitely the messiest house. Oh, 100%. Be a hundred percent. I think in terms of mess, it goes Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Slytherin, Ravenclaw. I would tend to agree. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. Yeah, yeah. I just or Dobby. Sorry, carry on. He asks if Dobby knows a place for 28 people to practice magic. Yeah, and he tells Harry about the room of requirement. Ooh, a room that appears to fill the Seeker's need. And Harry realises that Dumbledore mentioned it at the Yule Ball, which is a great little callback. Like, I really like that little peppering in. The next day, Harry arranges the first session. He's like, this room is great. I'm going to do it the next day. Here Mm -hmm. we go, lesson time. They have to walk past the wall three times, concentrating on what they need. And when they get inside, the room is filled with cushions and bookshelves and dark arts detectors. And oh my God, I feel like the films did such a terrible job of making the room look cool. And I'm like, I want a room filled with like dark panelled wood, cushions, bookshelves. Like I'm seeing it in my mind and why didn't the films do it well enough? Yeah, a hundred percent. But like, I just love because they're just so many books and Hermione's immediately like no I'm back yeah I agree we need to do this This yeah it's back on there's so many books (laughs) yeah definitely we're doing the right thing the room has made books Mm -hmm. so everyone gets in just by knocking and like a it's like I feel like with the room of requirement the rules around it changes it at does. times it and I does. guess you could explain it away by it's what they ask for so they explain if they ask the room that people can get in by knocking them well they exactly because Harry like... locks it when every last person's in which I'm assuming the locking makes the door disappear but it's not explained that's not a thing that's explained yeah exactly it just oh, yeah I feel like it's never properly explained how it works it's like later on jk decided that oh like i don't want people to be able to get in or like see the door i think yeah i think it's about asking you you have to learn what to ask for a very specific thing so i think when draco's in there and harry can't see the door draco is asking to be hidden yeah so therefore no one can see the door whereas harry is asking for a space for people to practice so the door remains visible f- yeah. until everyone's in. which i get i think i just wonder whether that was like actually intentional or like whether she thought about it at the time or whether it was convenient in hindsight that she could kind of add that in yeah and i do wonder when the door is locked is the door still visible or is the door is the door visible and they just hope that everyone's like oh door like Mm. there's so many doors in hogwarts that's just another door yeah um it's it's a very cool concept for a a room though hermione being hermione is like we need to elect a leader and we need to elect harry as a leader Because that's how democracy (laughs) works. That's how democracy works. And then she's like, everybody vote. That's a motion passed. I'm like, oh my God, woman, (laughs) calm down. And she's also like, we need to come up with a name to give us a sense of unity and la la la. I'm like, you are so aggressively like she's intense intense in this book it's cute this would be me like overthinking over organizing like a hundred percent yeah i like i like that they come up with a name so cho is actually the one to come up with da it stands for defense association and then just to pit them against each other cho comes up with like a sensible name that has a shortening so that they can talk about it outside the room sensible and then compare them Ginny is like i've got a quip for you what if it's dumbledore's army yeah, she also comes up with it, like, really quickly. I know. She comes up with it way too fast. If it had been, like, a little bit more bantering back and forth with other people, mm-hmm. I would have believed it. But it's the fact she's like, yeah, but let's call it Dumbledore's yeah. Army. I'm like, really? It's a bit unbelievable. Exactly. I'm like like you that would that not, quick, You would not Jenny. think of, like, oh, D.A., Dumbledore's army just immediately. Like no. you you need a yeah. But they call it Dumbledore's army, which I know is like I almost like that a lot of the crux of this book, Dumbledore Leaving the School, rests on this one silly decision. Because to them it's a joke calling it Dumbledore's army. It's like what Voldemort is uh fear no, what fudge is fearing and things like that. And I do see why they called it that, because they're a bunch of teenagers and this is almost fun. But Dumbledore having to leave the school rests on that one decision but also that is what stops harry getting expelled because otherwise the blame would have all gone on harry yeah so it's like a very important decision that's just like made on a whim and yeah i i don't know i like things like that but i also find it so weird that this book was written with order of the phoenix being called Dumbledore's army and the kids one being called order of the phoenix Are you telling me they're sat there like what should we be called oh i've got a great name it's a very grand title the order of the phoenix yeah and like, it what also, the fuck it doesn't make sense because only harry knows about the phoenix right well they all know phoenixes no, exist in terms of like it kind of being like a relevant thing like a dumbledore thing yeah i just weird. i i wonder at what stage of the process she decided to swap them because i, I, like I find it bizarre must have been early on. it must have been yeah Hermione is described as bossy i hate that word (laughs) i hate that word Um, i mean she is being what would be called bossy but only because harry is meant to be the leader of this and hasn't thought of a single thing in advance like that's the thing harry is spineless he's just like oh let's practice magic and Hermione's like no we need this and we need this and we need this and we need this and you can't do it without these things yeah a hundred percent i i relate to hermione a lot in that like she is the only reason that ron and harry have their shit together as much as they do and they don't a lot, but, like, I'm always this person, especially, like, in relationships with men. Like, I typically, drive, like, date men with, like, not a huge amount of drive. But because I'm such, like, a type A person... Mm. I just like and also like uh, admittedly like a completely controlling person and that's like a massive flaw of mine but like not controlling in like a horrible way like not controlling in a bad abusive no. way but definitely like can accidentally border on toxic but it's only because I'm such like an anxious overthinkery kind of but person. But I, I was saying it to you the other day at work and I'll make this situation very general talk about it on the podcast I was in a meeting with a colleague where she hadn't quite understood like what she was meant to be doing properly and it wasn't necessarily necessarily her fault and she didn't seem to still understand it when they were like oh go away and do it again and I was like I totally understand what needs doing shall I do it and you were like no don't and I was like (laughs) but I know what needs doing and you were like it's not your job (laughs) yeah but like that's me in relationships is like if, if they're just like a chill, laid back person and, and I'm like, like what you no, 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 this? this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing with your life. This is how you handle this situation. Do this, blah, 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 blah. And like completely out of good intentions, but also like still completely can be like a toxic thing. Like 100%. But also I'm just like, this is why I'm Hermione in this moment because she's just like, Harry has no plan here. So I'm just going to take over and do this. I do wonder... Okay, so Ron's personality is taking on leadership when Harry is gone and to an extent when Hermione is gone. But I wonder what Harry would be like without Hermione because Ron seems to function actually pretty... Ron thrives when actually the person who is most powerful is taken away. So Ron really thrives actually when he's not around harry which sounds bad but like we see great moments from him when he has to take charge but harry seems to rely on hermione for things where i'm like would you would you think to do that on your own i'm not sure you're smart enough up here to think to do these kind of things yeah it's like i definitely like you know there's so many different forms of intelligence and harry is an intelligent person but he doesn't like in in a really niche way (laughs) but yeah he's not great at like thinking he's good at like doing yeah, he's, yeah a, he's, he's a doing all the thing 100 yeah 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 mm, i need which more why, bucket bucket which is why like i mean the trio are written to complement each other yeah. to they fill in the the things that the other people aren't good at which is why it really annoys when we when people are like ron is like the weak member i'm like absolutely not can you imagine just harry and hermione functioning we saw it in book seven it doesn't work like yeah they they function as a trio but also i think both harry and ron oh what's it called learned helplessness is what they do with hermione they do that thing when men are like oh but you're so much better at it than me yeah or, oh but you know how to do it properly so like you tell me what to do no learn yeah and it's it's the thing this is just going off to, off topic now but the thing that men do where by they the way per- we're generalizing men here sorry about that <laughs> know, just deal with it um where they intentionally do things badly because they don't oh. want to do them oh like if i don't clean well then she won't make then she won't make me do it again yeah i just death to all men <laughs> Any man who does that. And don't say you do it better than me. That's not... Anyway, anyway so they, they have to get into pairs. And why is Neville left partnerless? Like, this upsets me so much. Like all Also, we... because Dean didn't bring Seamus. So who the fuck is Dean partnering yeah. with? And I just... Like, come on. I, like, it it's fine if, like, Neville's the kind of person he's, like... I don't know, like, all we learn about Neville is that, like, he's kind of not great at magic, basically. Like, and obviously, like... He's good at, like, herbology and stuff, and we learn that later on. But, like, it just really annoys me that it's, like... Neville's the loser. Yeah. Who's Luna partnering with? No one likes Luna. (laughs) It's just, like... Do you know what I mean? It's, It's, like, he just is kind of tarred as this, like, loser character where it's, like... Every, he has to lose in every like situation yeah. and and in every way, and it's just like at no point is it ever like. And Neville was like a particularly unpleasant or boring. No, person He's one to of be the around. nicest people there, and also he's it lovely. literally makes no sense when you think about who would partner up with who, because yeah. Lavender and Parvati are going to partner up, and Dean would therefore partner yeah. up with Neville. And it, I just like just because he's not particularly good at most of his classes, doesn't then default make him this character that like wouldn't I have mean, any friends? I, I do sympathise with that, it very much gives you that feeling of in school when they let the team captains pick teams and, oh, I was always picked last. Like, it gives me those vibes, but, like, I suppose maybe he's not being picked because people are aware he's clumsy and not, like, Mm. the best at, like, or they assume he's not the best at magic and that's the reason. It's not to do with him not being a nice person and not having friends, because he does have friends. Yeah, I'm trying to think about team sports now. I can't remember ever having... Like the whole like teams being picked thing. Oh my god, our teachers much? used to be like, okay, so today Lucy and Becca, you are the team captains, pick your teams. And then they would be like, I want this person, I want this person, I want this yeah. person. And you go back and forth and then it would be me standing there at the end. Oh, Ugh. I guess I'll have Hannah. Yeah. Also I... because I have, I have very long limbs and no coordination, so I'm kind of like, imagine like a, baby giraffe trying to play sport that's kind of what i look like you just want to be a giraffe i do but imagine a newborn giraffe trying yeah. to play football <laughs> yeah i can only ever remember it happening in dodgeball and i think i always got picked like not near first but like somewhere around the middle just because i do have a particularly violent streak. <laughs> so i was quite good at dodgeball that's fair I like know. i took it very like i i went into injure like i love that yeah. Go for it. Yeah, it's... Oh, just... I mean, you've got to bring Neville down low for us to have the book come back. Like, we see it slowly, I but... I get it. I just, like, I don't like the association where it's just, like, he, he has to be a loser in every area. Yeah. It's just, like, he, he seems like a nice guy. Wouldn't, a why wouldn't he be popular? Sweet... And, like, I can, I can understand that in terms of, like, the dorm room... Mm. He's kind of stuck with these two like sets of best Sex friends. It really, really sucks. It's very but, and, and that it doesn't mean he wouldn't he's have never friends. Never bitter about it though. He's never. We no, never see him like he's so chill. He's so chill, and he'll also just like he'll sit with Dean and seamus or he'll sit with Harry Ron, and Hermione, or he'll sit with other people. Like he's very chill about never having a best friend. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and you could definitely like I I would get a complex about hundred oh, percent. Like if I was in a dorm room and I was like the one without a best friend. Yeah. Like I, and yeah, I wouldn't have the confidence just to like sit with whoever. I would just but he does. be alone. And in anything that makes him more confident and more good at socialising than Harry and Ron and Dean and Seamus who really rely on each other. Yeah. Because yeah. he is they're more very of a codependent. social butterfly, if anything. Could you imagine being completely codependent with someone, Hannah? Like, ew. Ew. <laughs> Couldn't be me.
1: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so
0: yeah, whilst they're all paired off and then eventually like, and this happens every lesson, Harry pairs with Neville and then Neville gets put in a trio with Ron Hermione. And Harry goes around all the couples practicing and when he approaches Cho, she gets very flustered. She gets very nervous and she sets fire to her friend. (laughs) I aim to get nervous around you about something and set fire to you. (laughs) Just get really flustered when Neil says something and suddenly just like like, set me aflame. (laughs) Yeah, just like drop a lighter I'm holding, even though I don't smoke. Like, (laughs) oh no. Just I'm lighting a candle and just knock it on to you. Like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I said Charlie oh. aflame. And she does, can't do magic, so she can't just use her wand to put it out. <laughs> uh, but, like, also... This girl is on fire. fire. <laughs> that was oh. such a lame joke. <laughs> Your sex is Who's on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the song's about fire, are You're a fire starter. Twisted fire starter. That was the name of an episode in season one. Oh, oh it need a twisted fire starter. Yeah. Oh, mems. Good times. When we had, like... That's that's quite an early chapter, so we would have had, um, like, a thousand listens then. Mm, crazy. 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 Um, crazy. And that but, is the, uh, that's uh, the... Well, I, uh, I don't know. know who, who the fuck would get nervous around Harry? <laughs> Harry... <laughs> She likes him. Why? The tiny... The man does does not have a (laughs) personality. Like, Uh, he can fly a broom and we know she finds Quidditch players sexy. That is like the only redeeming thing about him. And like... I I suppose... No, hold on. Hold on. He has just taught a lesson. Right now he is in charge teaching a lesson to some people who are three years older than him that is sexy. That is sexy. A bit, but then he's a year younger than her and I just could could not be attracted. Also, he's a year younger than her and the youngest in the year group. Yeah, like could not be attracted to a man that's younger than me because I'm not a paedophile. (laughs) I don't know why, but like I did actually like I did like a year, well, a year and a half ago now, like date it's someone very that was a different full in your year younger than me. compared to your teens no but it's... like he was a full year younger than me and honest god i felt like an nonce bear in mind that that meant he he was like 23 24 and i felt like an aunt <laughs> i mean there's a chance if cho is old in the year that there's nearly two years between them and, and harry is, is harry? under 16 he's 15 harry's very young for his year group yeah he is but mm, yeah okay cho's a nonce Hot take. chosen a nonce. Hot take. Much like Crumb, who is a nonce. Literally a nonce. <laughs> Literally the definition of a nonce. That I is know. a child. And it's so bad because I do like Crumb and Hermione. I really and like I, Crumb and Hermione. And I, I just like <laughs> Crumb as a character. Like, I think he's a very interesting ev- character. Everyone loves a himbo. But like, he is a nonce. <laughs> and I don't want to be like, oh, but I like him. So we're going to forgive the fact he's a nonce. Again, I think it was J.K. Rowling not thinking things. No, yeah. it wasn't actually. Do you know what? No, we're about to get to a chapter. And I'm going to mention it now because I think it is in a few chapters chapters where it's almost like uh, so i think in book four she didn't realize it but when she was writing book five people had pointed out to her like um crumb is a bit older because ron asks what does hermione see in crumb and harry goes well i guess he's older <laughs> and i'm like yeah someone told you didn't they you had multiple people be like this is weird she was like shit shit i have to address it now <laughs> yeah because yeah. it had never been addressed before. And then it was like, why does she like him? Because he's older and he's an international Quidditch player. <laughs> yeah, I I just rewrite it in my head so that there's not that massive age gap. Yeah, honestly. And obviously we've talked about how mentally there isn't an age gap because her mind is quite emotionally mature and la 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 la. But she is under and, 16. Yeah, and that's not, you know, no amount of emotional maturity yeah. <laughs> makes <Except> someone... up <laughs> for being under 16. You are 16 going on. You have seen Sound of Music, haven't you? No. Get out. Get out of my flat. No. You haven't seen The Sound of Music. No. We're watching it. No. Chapter 19, The Lion and the Serpent. The DA keeps meeting and Hermione comes up. Hermione is a fucking genius. She comes up with a method of communication using fake galleons that have a protean charm on them. So when Harry types in a date and a time, types in, I'm not sure quite what he does, but it changes on the rest of them. Now, this is where there is a continuity issue in the books. Oh, God. Because, oh, maybe it isn't. No. Okay, so dates and times... Are most would be entirely written in numbers, right? And yes. Yes. No, stick with me. And that's because where he's putting it on the galleon is where the serial number would be. Yes. In later books, yeah. they say, and Harry sent a message saying where they were meeting or like there's a bit in book six or a bit in book seven. No, in book seven, Neville says to come through the hogshead head to the room of requirement for people to fight because harry has come back to hogwarts how are you putting that in numbers is it fucking morse code like what are you talking about maybe they changed it so all the words are changing on the galleon i don't know and like i could buy that it would maybe go around like the rim on the sorry i was just saying rim (laughs) just like circling my fingers in the air but then that's like a lot To write down. It would be very small font. There's a few instances where... Because I totally understand how this works. They put in like... Today's it? 1704 2021 1900. And that's a date and time. But how do you put in... Harry is back... We're fighting Voldemort come through the hog's head yeah. on a coin. I mean, I would imagine that they wouldn't say Harry is back. They would say lightning has struck, which is just the most fucking obvious. It really annoys me that it's they use that. It's never in the book. Why is that never in the book? Is it never in the book? I don't know. No, I don't think it is. I don't. I feel like it is. No, I don't think it is. But, like, it's such a way, shame. It's in the film and it annoys me because I'm just like, this is the most obvious code. Imagine being a Death Eater and like, listening to that code lightning has struck you'd be like i i wonder what that i like i wonder come on love it anyway hermione is very intelligent and um i love the bit where one of the raven calls i can't remember who made me terry boot it like interrogates her he's like how did you do that that's a seventh year charm. I'm like, I feel like in that moment, Terry Boot develops a crush on Hermione. I have no backing for the rest of the text. I just think he then falls in love with her. So it's the lead up to the first Quidditch game and Ron has really, really bad nerves, which are not helped by the fact that the Slytherins are taunting him at every opportunity in the corridors. I'm like, okay, so verbal taunting happens. Like, there's not much the teachers can do, I guess. But there's like, I swear in another book, there's loads of instances of people like putting curses and hexes on each other. I'm like, I know spells are bad in the corridors, but can the teachers not do more? Like, these children yeah. are hurting each other. Probably not. It's the day of the match and Ron is absolutely terrified. He wakes... I think Harry wakes up and Ron is just like sitting in his bed, just like staring straight ahead. God oh, like, bless him. I feel for him really badly. Like I get nerves really badly. I heard this thing from, thing from TikTok recently, which I haven't had an opportunity to try because I haven't been nervous since i heard it but if you're nervous (laughs) for something like really nervous Mm. like look at yourself in the mirror and say i am like you have to think i am excited and the nerves will apparently like turn into excitement if you convince yourself that that feeling you're having is excitement yeah people say that a lot it's like you have to like if you're unhappy force yourself to smile because it like triggers yeah like the, the act of smiling releases endorphins yeah yeah I don't, I'm I haven't adjusting tr- tr- my boobs am no, not fine. touching boobs. I just myself. haven't tried the nervous excitement thing specifically because apparently they're very similar emotions and that's why it works so well. Yeah, I find a lot of the time I'm excited. I'm usually also nervous. 100%. I get a dicky tummy when I'm really excited for something, which is the same one I get when I'm nervous. And I'm like... Which one am I feeling? Oh my god! So I think yeah. they are very similar emotions. Yeah, Luna is wearing a hat—the size and shape of a lion's head. Um, she's I just l- iconic. Love Luna. Why I also, does she have no friends? I know. I also just love that she's supporting Gryffindor. Like, I, I love it on two reasons. One, because she's like, "Oh, these are my friends." Like, and at this point, they're, they're not, not her that friends. close. <laughs> No, they are her friends but like no they... but like she interprets them as closer to her than they think they are to her and i love it <laughs> yeah it's really really sweet so and cute. then i also love it because she's such like a free thinker that she's like just because i'm in this house i don't have to support this house in sport but also she does support them in sport because she wears an eagle hat later on but ravenclaws aren't playing today yeah. so she can hope that gryffindor win and still hope that ravenclaw win overall like yeah yeah she's a free thinker Hermione runs up and warns Harry not to let Ron see the badges the Slytherins are wearing. She is clearly like quite panicked about this and Harry is quite confused. Ron is really not concentrating. He's really out of it. So he's not going to look at the badges. And when they send him down to the Quidditch, Hermione kisses Ron on the cheek. I... I... I love it like love it, it's, it. it's so intentional and it like it so perks up afterwards she but knew just, what she was doing yeah which is like so sweet but like the fact that they refuse to like make a move on each other or anything they're so awkward with each other and they're like you both clearly like each other because you intentionally kissed him knowing it would cheer him up I'm like oh my god yeah and it's like she would never have the confidence to do that for herself but the minute it's for him she suddenly has the confidence exactly, to do it exactly. and as well like just having the confidence to do that at all like at that age there know. was no fucking way Way, I would have like kissed a boy that I fancied like no but she goes past that to like he needs this in this moment mm. and like oh, I she's just an icon she is and I mean Ron is a lot slower in it but I understand why because he is very young He's, he, he... Oh. and then she's just like good luck Harry <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye Harry <laughs> bye. <laughs> she's just like letting him know like I kind of love that Harry and Hermione there is never any question between the two of them that they like each other for Ron for some reason he interprets that they do but Harry is never like I mean there's a bit that's coming up when him and Cho go on a date where he's like blindsided by the fact that Cho could think he would like Hermione and by book seven he's got to an emotional maturity place where he's like she's my sister I love her like a sister but for both of them it's really clear where they're like yeah don't like you don't like you just the thought never occurs (laughs) never occurs they see each other as siblings which i think is a thing because they are both only children so therefore they are each other's siblings whereas ron has siblings so it's different yeah that's how i always interpret it crab and goyle are now beaters which just seems like stupid plot like could you think of no one else (laughs) yeah it's just like what two characters (laughs) that are associated with (laughs) each other exactly Lee Jordan is in love with Angelina we find this out when the commentary starts on the game he's like always oh, fancy that girl she never goes at me are you telling me Fred, George and Lee so the th- the trio as a friend group are all in love with Angelina She's that's creepy just an icon well, though she, obviously she's an icon oh my god it's like, Angelina absolute goals like she is everything you could want yeah but also, I find it really weird that everyone in this trio of friends fancies this one girl. Like, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> but also, like, it annoys me that this then doesn't translate to the films. Yeah, where yeah. is Angelina? Show me hot, amazing, sporty Angelina who's also funny and yeah, no, all like, of the guys give it love to me. All like, of the guys love her. Yeah, yeah, I want her. But Harry is slightly terrified of her. He's just like, okay, <laughs> as he should, be. as he should be. Yeah, as he should be. So the Slytherins begin singing as the game starts, and it's a song about Ron. <laughs> well it's a song about weasley and technically there are three weasleys in the game but it's a song about weasley is our king because he can't block a single ring he always lets the quaffle in yeah and there are some really horrific lyrics that start coming out like his mother was born in a bin but that's a shit insult it's a shit insult but it's he's taught an entire what I... i don't get is this song carries on for a good 10 minutes before harry catches the snitch are you telling me dumbledore isn't like shut them up Shut them up. That's wrong. Yeah. That's it's a lyric that's got, because okay, it, do you know what? The school would have let it carry on if it was Gryffindors a shit. Gryffindors are born in a bin, because that's generalized. It's there are yeah. hundreds of students singing about one pupil. <laughs> yeah, it's completely out of order, but like you can tell that Draco wrote the lyrics because he's like, What's the most cutting I can be? Then her mother, his mother was born in a bin. <laughs> like what you're poor <laughs> i am rich <laughs> oh so ron misses a save and then another one and mm-hmm. i totally relate to ron in this moment when if i make one mistake god spiral. i never in my life have made a mistake right i see that's yeah. interesting mm. i know i'm a really interesting person great so when i make one mistake i get incredibly distracted so then make a lot more so i totally I can't pull my focus back because I get inside my own head. So I can see why Ron does this. So Harry spots the snitch, chases Malfoy and manages to get it. This Quidditch game is over very quickly. Harry's yeah. like, I want the snitch. I got it. I swear I want they it. always I like, because you hear I'll about, oh, like they got can it. last for days. You yep. never see it. And I can understand. I think From I... a writing perspective, I don't want to read all the last well, days. <laughs> yes, obviously. But like, I can understand like why the like Hogwarts ones wouldn't. But I was always annoyed at how quickly the Quidditch World Cup was over same even if she, i think she feels like if it's sport she can't say and then more play happened in an hour past she feels yeah. like every moment of the, the the sport has to be documented which makes the quidditch game that i mean there's a few moments where time is generally passing harry's like the play was so fast he'd never seen anything like it but i still don't get the sense it lasted over an hour no and like if you've gone to pay for a sports game you, you want really at least two hours like yeah what the hell yeah. i always feel like there should be a rule where it's like minimum it's like you can't catch the switch 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 Switch. snitch (laughs) until like x amount of time in yeah to like give them the chance because otherwise you quite literally could catch it at the start i've just thought what would make quidditch more interesting well so there's a set amount of time you can't catch the snitch and to help enforce that seekers don't exist or a seeker is a swing chaser who also is looking out for the snitch. Yeah. Or you could have like, the snitch gets released like halfway through, but yeah. therefore someone who is the seeker or all the chasers are like chasers and seekers or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's re- rewrite the sport. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Harry gets hit hard in the back with a bludger and falls off his broom. As the team land around Harry, Malfoy starts bitching about Ron and the Wheezy's, And it is such a Malfoy thing. He is lost and he is angry and he's just screaming insults. I get annoyed. Like, I do understand why they get annoyed at him. But I I get annoyed at them. I get annoyed at them. I'm like, you saw red from a guy who you just beaten at a sport. Just like calling insults on you when you have the rest of the team around you celebrating like yeah fucking ignore it it's so obvious like if anything he's dunking on himself because he's show- showing what a bitter little piss baby he is exactly like, he's like did you like my lyrics like no they fucking didn't work though did they because we still won yeah exactly like, and they were just shit like get better insults yeah But Fred and George over here, what he's saying, he's really insulting the Weasleys. Fred is held back by the cheese. And also, he's calling Mrs. Weasley fat and ugly and Mr. Weasley a useless loser. And like the amount that you can read into those particular insults. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so classist. It's really disgusting. Mm -hmm. But like, I can't imagine. I'm sure it does happen. But I really can't imagine someone using that obviously classist insults just shouted at someone. Like, we've always said Draco is a shit bully. But he just shouts, like, your mum's fat. Or just, if you're, like, in a British high school, just your mum. Your mum! Fred is held back by Angelina, Katie and Alicia, while Harry is on his own to hold back George. And I love that they're, like it took the combined three girls to hold back fred while harry who we know is short and tiny managed to hold on to george on his own like could could katie not have come and helped him like do you need three (laughs) on fred (laughs) malfoy then insults harry's mother and harry leaps on him i'm like i do understand but it was such a shit insult it was like oh do you like being at the weasleys because the stink reminds you of your own mother's hovel i'm like that's not enough to leap on someone is it yeah i mean mean, his mum's dead so maybe but i mean it goes back to the whole fighting discussion we had where apparently we were just so uncool that we didn't see our school's fights because everyone else seemed to have school fights but yeah everyone was like uh my school had fights i think you guys were like locked in the edge of a field somewhere. i'm like that's a strong possibility yeah i was not cool i was not around the fighting yeah um i just can't imagine maybe i just grown up and i can't remember my like teenage hormone days but that's the thing you feel things so much more strongly when you're you're a teenager yeah i just i think i have too much of like i don't know like i don't want to say like a respect but i guess like a respect like for decent insults and like like wit when it comes to like yeah so just when someone like gives a shit insult like it it doesn't phase me because i'm like do it properly yeah do it properly like come on (laughs) like you could do better than that i mean insulting someone's dead mum is the lowest of low blood but it's not even, like, insulting her in a particularly, like, good way. Oh, I f- suppose he's saying the stink because she was muggle-born. Yeah. But- I guess. Oh, But yeah. anyway, Harry leaps towards Malfoy, which means, obviously, that George is released too. And both of them beat Malfoy up. Like, get yeah. on top of him and beat him up until they are pulled off by people. No, magic tough. They have to be cursed off of him. Again, I'm like... There's two of you to one. Like I know he's just insulted you, but there's two of you punching him. Yeah, it... get one good punch and then walk off. I don't know. I've never like, seen Red and just been like punch. The my, thing my punch. is. Like, maybe Umbridge's punishment was a little bit extreme, but I don't entirely disagree with it. What I disagree with is Draco not also being punished. Oh, he got like one detention. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, especially because it's not even like, it's not even like he just did that at the end of the match. Like, it was like an entire match long thing. Like, there should have been like a severe punishment for him as well. So, writing that song as well, that song should not have been allowed. Exactly. Like, all of that, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so Umbridge bans Harry and the twins from Quidditch. Yeah, yeah. so she is able to do it because a decree has been passed that Umbridge has more power than other teachers. She's now, I think this is when she's High Inquisitor, Mm. or she's just more powerful than the other teachers. And she gives them both a lifelong ban, like not just a ban for the year, but I'm like, how do you enforce a lifelong ban? Sorry, like I understand how you're enforcing a school time ban, but are you saying they can't play Quidditch when they're 40? Like, what are you talking about? And she bans Fred, which is, I find really interesting because I... on one hand, I understand why she did it. If she's giving it to Harry and George, Fred only didn't beat them up because he was held back. But on the other hand, that's not fair or just because he did not do it. Mm. Just he, just because he was physically restrained, he did not partake in it. Yeah, like you, you don't know what would have happened if he was released. But there have been cases where like... The, the, there is actually a word for it, I can't remember, in law. When you charge a group of people with something like murder... Only one of them needs to do the stabbing, but all five are charged with murder yeah. because it was a a thing. Even if one of them hooked back, because it's a really interesting case. Because like there has been some where then individual people have appealed. I like that kind of thing. I need. I, I'm not explaining it very well, but it's it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lifelong ban and confiscating their brooms. I'm like, okay, so they can't partake in school Quidditch. They can't just fly around at the weekends if they want to anymore. No. Yeah is she allowed to do that that's their personal I say that my personal property got confiscated at school so yeah they can do that Mm. schools are shit yeah so Ron says that it's the worst he's ever felt in his life which is like he's been very privileged statement. It is. (laughs) Like, come on, dude. Like, Like a lot worse things have happened to you you as well. You won a Quidditch match. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Yeah, but I suppose he feels... And also, like, so much worse things happening. He's been walking outside for hours and hours and hours as well. Yeah. I kind of feel like at this point, like, his best friend has been attacked by Voldemort multiple times. Yeah, and he's like, wins a Quidditch match. And he's like, this is terrible. I feel like he was walking around outside waiting for either ron Herm- uh hermione or harry to like run up and find him and he only came back to the common room and it'd been like five hours and he was like i can't believe neither of them ever came to find me like you know those people that post on facebook like just really sick of it all and someone's like you okay hun and they're like D-M-A. dm me <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that's ron in this moment <laughs> i did so many cringe things when i was younger i never did that yeah. Did I you? still see people No, I still see people that do that I now. You were be like, I still do that. <laughs> I still do that now. Oh God, no. I feel like that's what Ron was doing. He was walking around like they'll come out and find me soon. Yeah. They'll come out and find me soon. Yeah. But yeah, Ron says he wants to quit, but Harry yells at him, which fair enough. And Hermione's like, I've got something to cheer you both up. Yeah. Hagrid's back. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Legend. Well that was the, the we have a question. We have a question. We do. We do. Can you read it? I can't find I, um, I can't find my phone, she says holding her phone. Yes, so this is from Rhiannon. You could visit one place in the Wizarding World with no means of travel to elsewhere, including you can't go to Hogwarts from Hogsmeade type thing, for 24 hours where would you go and why? Does it have to be like in this moment of time? Or like can you pick when? I think you can pick when. Because like I would always want to go to the Quidditch World Cup. Because it just, the vibes. Oh, I see what you mean. No, I think she's talking about more specific place. Sorry, when you went this moment in time, I I thought you were talking about like quarantine and lockdown. No, I think she just means place to explore. I mean, I feel like Hogwarts is the obvious answer. Just because there's so much to look around. Like I've always said, if I was a Hogwarts student, I feel like I want my weekend activities to just be like, finding the staircases, finding the hidden passages. Like, such a nerd. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I'd probably go like Hogwarts as well. Is that really boring? Just because I think like, I don't know. Maybe it would be cool to look in all the different shops in like Cogsmead or something. Or Diagon Alley, yeah. I think I still pick Hogwarts. I just love exploring. Like the idea of exploring an empty castle is like one of my favourite things. But w- would it not feel a bit like school trippy? No, because no one would be leading me around with a fucking clipboard with a sheet I have to finish by the end of the day. True, true. I forgot about the sheets. Oh, the sheets. Yeah. And it'd be raining and your sheet would get damp. I might say, like, either Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley, mm-hmm. because I feel like looking in all the shops, like, you could just spend a day in, like, the bookshop reading. Oh my god, And, 100%, like, I don't know, you'd see a lot of, like, more, like, magic. Hold on, I we feel like. haven't even considered us both just spending the whole day in the three broomsticks. Well, this is what I was about to say. Like, you could go to all the shops, see all the different see, kind of magic. Does a street a count, books, or does she mean, like, a and specific then
1: pub, shop pub.
0: or pub? magic pub but that's the thing is she saying is the three broomsticks does it count as one specific thing or can you see the whole of Diagon Alley I don't know I would assume like you can go to like a road because how magical would it be for us to spend the afternoon in like a proper pub that would be lovely I'm also saying this from the perspective of someone who hasn't been inside a pub in four and a half months so yes. I miss pub we're I, out. I just want to currently on a sticky table. Yeah, the UK rules are currently outdoor pubs only, which you'll think, hey, guys, it's April. That's fine. The UK is currently experiencing one of the coldest Aprils known to man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wearing thermals when I want to go to the it's pub. It's because we had such a good April last year. Exactly. The weather's like, you were locked down last April and you're allowed out this one. Here's some cold. Um, I I don't care. I will wrap up in any amount of things to sit out in a pub. And it is wonderful that we're easing. It is. We're going to imagine the celebrations when we have the vaccine. Yay. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was so much fun. Oh, my God. And thank you for half a million subscribers. Subscribers? No. no. Listens. Listens. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of goblet of wine to find us on social media search at goblet of wine pod on twitter or at goblet of wine podcast on instagram we also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do this podcast is produced by our wonderful hufflepuff tier patrons veronica sophie sandra samuel riannon matt Kristen, katie Catherine.